If you are digging back through the Photo Business Help Catalog, which you must be if you're hearing this message right now, keep in mind that technology changes and our offerings change. So any links that you might hear me mention during this episode you're about to hear may not work anymore. Make sure you head to photobizhelp.com forward slash links for all of our current links and offers. That's photobizhelp.com forward slash links and ignore the things that you hear in this episode today because they might be outdated. Everything you need is at photobizhelp.com forward slash links. Throughout all of this COVID stuff, it's been really eye-opening to kind of identify what that would look like. And is it worth the risk of losing my joy for photography just so I can make a good living? This is the Photo Business Help Podcast, a place for photographers who want to earn money with photography and live a better life. I'm your host, Natalie Jennings. Since going full-time in 2010, photography has brought me more freedom, income, and opportunities than I ever imagined. It's been so positive for me that I want to show you everything I know. You'll learn more than just businessy things, though, including my favorite ways to be mindful and happier on this journey. You're listening to the Photo Business Help Podcast. I'm Natalie Jennings. This is part two of a two-part interview with photographer Daniel Allen. If you aren't familiar with the recent interviews that I've been doing, I have decided that it's a really positive thing, not only for myself, but the feedback I've been getting to sort of feature other photographers' journeys. And so we're all kind of at different places in building our businesses or just exploring photography. So that is something that I think is hopefully going to be really valuable to you, listener. So today I am with Daniel Allen, and Daniel, I'll give you a chance to just introduce yourself again and just say a couple things about the photography you do, and we'll, we'll pick the conversation back up. Okay, sounds good. Good to be back with you. Appreciate you having me. I'm a Seattle-based photographer. Started way back in like 2012, which actually doesn't sound like that long ago, but it, what it, it kind of is to me. So um, <clears throat> 2012, and I specialize in landscape and boudoir, focusing on the male form. And... I think last time we were talking about how I just had um, gotten my LLC and a storefront um, and um, was getting all set up to try and take my part-time photography adventure to not maybe not full-time, but make a push to try and grow it a little bit so that I could hopefully get to the point where I could transition out of my day job as a computer programmer into photography full-time, which, yeah. you know, at my remaining years, you know, that'd be my retirement job, so to speak. So, yeah, perfect. Perfect. And, and if you haven't heard the first part of this interview, I highly recommend going back and catching that so that you have a little more context, but I wanted to start with that moment because I think this is relevant to a lot of photographers. Do you remember what the moment was where you were like, I'm going to actually do the LLC thing. I'm going to turn this into a business. Was was there a certain push that you can remember where, where you, you crossed that line? It was a kind of a gradual process for the most part. I started worrying. I was with my software development job for 16 years and I, I knew that that was too good to last forever and it was going to end at some point. And I kind of worried about what, you know, my plan B would be if it did, mm-hmm. or if there was something, you know, I wanted to make sure I had something to fall back on. And sure. I knew that the photography business was not in a position where I could do that. And so I knew it was time to like step that up and try and, you know, if I was going to do it, do it. And I yeah. figured this was the time and, you know, the start of a new year, perfect. And so I did a lot of planning and, um, tried to figure out everything that I needed, spent a ton of time on this storefront for selling landscape images. 
um, and then started researching all the different fairs and art shows and stuff that I could, you know, uh, found a really great canvas printer out of India that does canvases for really cheap for, you know, businesses, which is awesome. And I was going to start saving up inventory and, you know, going out to shows and selling my work and selling it online and everything. And yeah, it was, it was, it all made perfect sense in my head. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that sounds great. And you got to, you have to start somewhere. One of the things that is so common in the coaching stuff I do and just people I chat with is, is taking that first step in almost anything, like whether it's updating a website or just, I don't know, starting a newsletter or starting your business, it's just doing it. And, and I think we want it sort of laid out the way we see it, but really it, it is a journey and it kind of takes all sorts of shapes and forms. So, you know, congratulations for taking that step because that's a big one. Thank you. I think a big one too, it was a, I, I started giving out my work as gifts for um, like Christmas and birthdays and okay. things like that. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I used it as a way to kind of test some of the, some of the suppliers I was working with the printers. And I found that, you know, even though it was friends, I was giving them to, but, people really liked it. And then their friends wanted some and I was like, okay, this is encouraging. I could probably sell more of these, you know, if I stopped giving them away and actually started (laughs) selling them. Yep. Yeah, cool. So I think that kind of pushed me into it a little bit too. Awesome. Well, let's talk a little bit about some of the early challenges. I mean, if there are any, COVID is obviously just like the thing, but Is there anything else that, you know, self-doubt or just like weird tech stuff or anything that has been hard for you on this journey that other people might be feeling deterred by as well? Oh my God, the business side of it, like figuring out (laughs) when to pay taxes and, you know, how to track all of that. And, you know, I coming up with a good business model, I finally have one thanks to COVID, which, you know, that's a good thing that came out of this, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But I'm not business-minded. I'm artistically-minded. And somewhat computer-minded, you know? Mm-hmm. I still have my tech problems like everybody does. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> we all do, for sure. Well, that's that's cool. And I, I, you're certainly not alone. I mean, the, the logistics of business stuff is a huge part of what inspired photo business help in the first place is just years of kind of coaching people through stuff that are brilliant artists but have no idea how to you know, write off an expense. So you're not alone in that at all. Or the tech stuff. I mean, it's all... A learning experience for sure, but where are you headed? What's your big dream? So my my big dream was I, I don't want to be like world famous, but I would like to be able to live comfortably and support myself with my photography and um, you know, take trips and kind of be sought after, not like super in demand because that would be really stressful. But you know, have people want to take photos with me and I like that you said not super in demand because that would be stressful. It's, I used to have this conversation with people about like fame and how I would way rather be like the drummer than the lead singer, because I still would get to go to all the cool stuff, but I could still go to the grocery store and no one would probably recognize me unless they were a super fan. <laughs> well, and I did a lot of, I, I follow a lot of like famous photographers and stuff. And I, you know, you find that maybe they take the photos, but they don't set anything up. They don't edit any of them. You know, like one of my, um, one of my, favorite photographers, Joel Grimes, he's kind of struggles taking editing his photos. You know, if you mm. watch him live, you know, he doesn't really kind of know what he's doing with editing the photos. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So it's, it's, it's interesting. And editing the photos is one of the things I really love. Likewise. So, you know, if I was really in demand, I wouldn't get to do any of that. And, I, and it would all feel rushed. And I think you always run the risk anytime you do what you love as a profession, you run the risk of it becoming so much work that it takes the joy out of it. And so I think, especially for me, throughout all of this COVID stuff, it's been really, 
eye-opening to kind of identify what that would look like and is it worth the risk of losing my joy for photography just so I can make a good living? Yeah. Yeah. No, I think I think it's important. I'm really glad that you mentioned just what you have just to th- think through it. You know, everyone's going into this with different goals and different, you know, income levels and all this stuff. And so keeping in mind your your why and your the things that you're considering, I think is super important, especially if anyone's listening, you know, hopefully that's helpful. Speaking of helping people, I would love to hear a favorite piece of advice that you've either heard, taken to heart, or that you want to share with listeners. Hmm. Let's see. I think that my favorite piece of advice maybe isn't necessarily in just a photographer's, but kind of everybody in general. And Mm -hmm. maybe that's more useful. I don't know. But everybody says, do what you love and the money will come, but that can't always be super realistic and you need to have backup plans and, you know, kind of plan for the rainy day and, you know, have go about it in a smart way. So just the whole pie in the sky of do what you love and the money will come isn't necessarily going to work. Yeah. And I think we all have different thresholds for risk, you know, and so for folks that feel like they have a really low risk threshold, like remembering to have a backup plan when things get tough, I think is extremely good advice. Other folks might just be like, whatever, I'll deal with it. But I think it's good to consider that we're all coming from different places and have different responsibilities. So well, this last year kind of made it plainly obvious that we have to plan for worst case scenarios, you know, because I don't think any of us would have thought that something like this could happen. So, you know, it kind of was eye opening, I think, for everybody. Yeah, that phrase has been uttered a lot, even just since yesterday. So I think, I think there's a lot going on. Unprecedented is another one. Yeah. I can't count the times I've heard unprecedented. (laughs) I should just make a point of saying that every show. This is unprecedented. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story, for reaching out, for listening to the show. If you are listening to the show and you want to share your story on the show, I would love to hear from you. You can shoot me an email, natalie at photobizhelp.com. And we'll just say a few words about what you'd like to talk about. And hopefully I can connect with you. Before we sign off uh, completely, Daniel, do you want to just share your URLs and website stuff one more time for people that want to connect with you? Sure. Pretty much on all the social media, uh, my my tag is Daniel Allen Studio Arts. And my um, my male boudoir website is DanielAllenPhotography.com. And Allen is A-L-L-E-N. Awesome. Thank you. And again, uh, Natalie at PhotoBizHelp.com if you want to be on the show and share your photo journey with us. So thanks again, Daniel. I really appreciate you coming on the show. It's so much fun. Thanks for having me. Of course. Remember in everything that you want to achieve, consistency is key. Have a great day.